on the dock.org. On the dock with Pastor Troy right now, every Tuesday and Thursday. Episodes dropping that will change your life. We'll get you out of the shallows and into the deep. We're going to have a great conversation today, and we're going to try to propel that faith. Get it with us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we have five Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, Getter, social media sites where we can have conversation with you. So get out there and do that. But mostly what we should want to do is get connected, watch us. And then would you do us a favor? Would you subscribe, hit like, notify, tell other people and get the notification so you always get our shows and you'll do that. And and this is kind of wrapping up our season two here. This is our last show for season two. You will see some other shows follow up and some of our best shows will come on. But uh, look out for season three. It's going to be coming. It's going to be a good one. But uh, you want to go back and check out stuff. Go check it out. Share these with people. And there are so much good. If you're just getting with us and you're new to this, maybe John puts a show out. There's another season before this and in this whole season. It's just incredible stuff. Go check it out. And how you can do that is you can go to onthedoc.org. Find that. We have everything archived. You can go to YouTube or archived on YouTube. Where else are we YouTube? Are we, where else could they find us, Lucas? YouTube. Uh, Rumble, Rumbles, uh, uh, SermonNet, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, and a lot of those have mm-hmm. histories on them, so you can go yeah. to most of these. I think here, Spotify, iTunes clearly does. Yeah, um, Roku. Ro- Ro- we're going to have better stuff on Roku next year, so uh, we're fixing to have our own channel on there, not do SermonNet. Uh, YouTube has all of them too. YouTube though. has really good because, matter of fact, I was doing a history and we had lost some shows on SermonNet, and Lucas and I. I captured them back, sent them to him. And we had to re- we had to reload them up on sermon. I think they I think they may have lost some shows in the migration. I swear to you, I mean, or just something happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it happens. But well, sometimes things disappear and then reappear. They too. do. I I never. I mean, they do that all the time on like Facebook. Like, we're going back and it's like uh-huh. you know, go to Patreon and become a partner sponsor. We got House uh, House Hope uh, Cups here today. We're featuring them, but we could be featuring you too. Go to uh, Patreon for partnership levels, three sponsorship levels. We'd love to talk to you about your Christian organization, your business. If you're a believer, we'd love to we'd love to spotlight you and go find out how we can do that and go to onthedoc.org or. Or email us at info on and do that. And I'm on set. I've got my lovely bride, lovely bride with me. Mother Beth, how are you doing? Maybe somebody could sponsor more ergonomically correct chairs. These are these are government chairs. These are expensive Springfield chairs. They have from, all kinds of so many of levers. It takes you twenty minutes. Everything, they go the, up, they go down, they go back, they go over. And they're still. I know. Not. I found out last night. I was in one of these, and it's the brown ones. You can actually just and they'll slide the booty out. So if you got rump in the back. I don't have rump in the back. I got fat on the side. Where do they have the other chairs? One of those at the brown chairs. They have a knob on them, and the seat will slide forward and back. So if we got rump in the Ah, back, girls got rump in the back. Car, yes, it will. Like I got in my car today. What's the deal? Me? I mean, yeah, it's like you were setting up. Like you had it up as high high as it would. That's because I I, want the seat down. Well, that's because I, I I pulled the seat forward to get the stuff out of the back, and it automatically rises. Oh, so I hadn't I put thought, it back down. I'm a low rider. How is he driving this car? She's driving because she's got a really nice sports car. She got 392 T8 uh, Dodge Challenger that I get to drive sometimes. You know, right. John's been in it with me as long as you clean it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John, John's been in it with <laughs> yes, me. We, it has we, we, to we clean. Clean. It still yeah. smell. It still has a new, a new smell because you can't put food in it. Somebody got in the car uh, while we were on the trip. Uh, I won't name the brother. I can't remember if it's Trevor or Trent. Got in the car and had their food in their hand, and I said. Uh, excuse me, you have to put that. They were in the car, and I thought, you got to get no. that. That's going in the trunk. And, yes. and, and he jumped right out. I said, Mother Beth will find out. She'll smell it uh-huh. right, right in the trunk. I didn't know. even let Bo right in that car. Our Her beloved dog is 16 years. 
could not ride in her. I her think car. he rode in it once on an emergency. Fully blanketed and covered yes. and, and saturated. Yes. So we got Mother Beth, got Lucas <laughs> Winkler. Lucas, how you doing? I'm doing great. You, you, yeah. You're not sweating. He, he's trying to do the show and laundry today. Yeah. That's the runs back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. back and forth. He looks good. He, hair and makeup didn't have to come back in and remake him. It's amazing. No, if not, I did that. Not today. Yeah, if I did that, I would just be a, a big mess. Right well, now. Lucas, how's your life these days? Good? Oh, it's great. All right. Yeah. He's a busy guy. He's jet setting someplace to, to run show for somebody, you know. We can't keep up with him. He's a producing or doing or shooting. I can't even keep up with myself right now. So. <laughs> We're going to show some videos in this show. We showed some in part one and two. Mm -hmm. Just just remind Lucas, that you did a lot of those with Daniel and uh, Lopez. Yeah. Tell us how to, when they see these videos, if, if a church or an organization or a business, guys, we paid for these, but they gave us very, very good rates. We could do a show on Lucas and Daniel. We sometime. need to do that. We don't do that. But you produce these. Tell us how to get a hold of you if they like these videos want to do something for their organization. Yeah, so the easiest way is go to produceperform.com. All right. And if you yeah. forget that, go to info at on the doc. Ask us. We'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. We'll forward it to him. But, but when you see these videos today, we're going to emphasize this as we wrap up this show. I want you to know that uh, Lucas has a life about that stuff beyond on the doc. So yeah. he's a techno wizard, not just because of here, because of what he can do. So the amazing Heron House of Hope series on the doc season two. This is the finale ministry and action spotlight and we are in part three the backstory of the heron house of hope john when we did the previous one in the last episode the backstory on you um i i, I told people that heron house up there 112 north uh 14th street go check it out uh, 11 to 1 uh, monday through friday i just said you're a miracle of multiplication uh, if you will listen to the story gideon came to prison um and testified and shared his faith and you took a risk of responding. And since that day, God's moved you from the south side of Chicago, from prison to Southern Illinois. You're now living here. You're raising a family of three and married happily. And, and you're raising kids that are, aren't in fear of the things you grew up in fear or your nephew grew up in fear or experiencing what your brother had to experience in his life. Uh, the trauma of life of somebody living in, in the Chicago world. You're here now. And we highlighted in part two, that you're now going back, you said you weren't going back to prison, but you've been going back to many prisons, and you're now speaking it to prisoners at the invitation of the, what do you call the, the deans or the commandants or the heads of the prisons, whatever programs they have, you're going in. And now you're, you're telling me, I hear this in the break, that you're even working with NYU. Correct. New I'm York University. Recruited by uh, NYU. NYU received a huge grant that's contracted with the Illinois Department of Corrections, Department of Labor, IDES, and other various uh, vendors, network agencies um, to uh, have this mobile welding trailer that actually goes to different correctional centers. And uh, there's like a six week intense cohort class where they actually get to have the material that's purchased for them to wear, the gear, uh, they get to have hands-on training and they become legit certified welders. And uh, one that's of the most really highest great. demand really jobs that's right serious. now yeah. right. is there's a welder yeah. job. Yeah. Good money. And I'm not talking about just here. Yeah. You can go to Alaska on the pipeline you can go, I mean, you can go other places and yeah. weld, and there are serious, serious dollars. Yeah. Somebody that's a blue collar weller will make 
high white collar yeah. dollars. We got a uh, since last year. There's a guy who's currently making thirty two bucks an hour right now. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, now just, just from yeah. from who benefited from uh, this welding class That's from great. incarceration. So there are many men doing really well. This is a really huge thing. Yeah. Something like this was available out there when I was incarcerated. You know, you know so what's interesting is both of us uh, have been a part of NYU. You probably don't know this about me, but I'm I don't he- know this about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're going to find out about You're going to remember the story in a second. So oh, okay. I, I spent, when I was in my fourth year of school, my third year going in my fourth year of college, I have an economics and finance major. And normally economics and finance, most of us are head to Wall Street, oh, yeah, commodities exchange, uh, someplace to go in the investment world. I looked at that, and there was an NYU program for my, my junior summer, and I said I signed up for it. I went to Wall Street. In New York, I stayed at NYU off campus, in one of their campus housing, actually. Right. Stayed in campus housing, had a roommate, and, and what they did was they rotated you through the different American exchange, the New York Stock Exchange. You worked with a couple different uh, brokers, and you had different experiences, and so you would go work there. On the weekends, you would have special speakers, certain days. I think Wednesday, we had special speakers. You'd be there. You'd be on the floor of the exchange on Monday, running stuff. Tuesday, you might be working with a broker. Each week was different. You'd be doing analysis. You'd be doing working on like trades. The idea was to get you behind the scenes and see what the life was like. Then your last month of that summer, they would put you with the brokerage company, and you would kind of be what they call like a hawk. And so you're young. You don't know much, but you'd be paired with, say, John Steve's a broker there, and I'm working for you as a page, and he'd say, I'm going to give you these five companies, and over the next month i'm going to evaluate you in this program about how you do in getting me information to help my my clients be happy about investing in these five companies and in 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 the investment world you make money on the up and the down so if i knew it was going to go down he would call and say we're going to get out or we're going to buy on the market on the we're going to buy on the margin down or if it's going to go up i'm going to put people in it so they can see the upside there was lots of leverage positions you didn't care if it was going up or down he just wanted to know which way it's going and honestly, the worst thing was static. If you, just, if you could show it's not doing anything, he'd get people away from it. Or, or it's a safe place for somebody. And so we would go to work in the morning. I'd be up at 5.30, 6 in the morning before the internet. Before the internet. You know, there was like Commodore 64s and that was it and a little bit of email. But we had to get up and study every newspaper that was out, read stuff, have reports ready on their desk at 7. Trading started at 9.30. They would read our stuff and they'd tell us what we did good, wrong. Don't get me wrong, they'd read stuff too, but we were doing the research, research assistant. And so he would get started, you know, when the market opened, he's calling his clients right before and saying, hey, we got this recommendation. We got this thing, you need to get out of this, or let's do a leverage down on this. And that's, I go, well, that's my work there, you know. Mm -hmm. And they were teaching us how to go, if we went back to Illinois and were a broker, how to do the work to kind of study funds and and things. And uh, I did that every day. And then at the end of the day, when the day was over at 3.30, 4 o'clock, when the market closed, then it wasn't over. You had to go out to the bars and to the restaurants where people hung out. And everybody lives in New York, so if you knew that company and you knew you tried to learn from their doorman and people where they went to get their drinks, so you would go hang out in the bar and you'd be nobody. You'd just sit in the back and then you'd see like their CFO come down and you get close enough to them at the bar table where you could hear their conversations yeah. or learn things about them. or can I buy you a drink or you find a, another flunky and kind of get them a little going and next thing you know you got them talking about hey we're fixing to sell a bunch of stuff or man we're we got we're going we're getting we're in trouble we broke stuff you know we're gonna pay a bunch of money out so you go back the next day and say hey i heard so-and-so drinking last night we gotta get out and the next day <laughs> you beat the news and you're out and you're making money and i learned i had to be up at 5 30 in the morning you had to be out partying and not partying but drinking with them because you gotta saturate them to get it right. and, and i then one day i was on a saturday workshop 
and one of the brokers said, some of you are going to stay in this world. Some of you are going to go back home to small town and be a little broker or something. And he said, here's how you make the decision. You got two choices. You can eat well or sleep well. If you want to stay here and run the race, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to eat really well. You make big leverage deals, but if you need to sleep well, go back home. And then you can breathe a little bit and, and, and it's different. And I said, then I've got to get some sleep. Now I look, I know I'm fat and I eat well, but <laughs> that that day I wanted to sleep well. And I decided then to return to Southern Illinois and take off my grandfather's insurance business and sell local securities just in a moment like that. So house of hope, um, one moment changed your life. Respond to a Gideon, yeah. you know, that moment changed my life Yeah, and NYU. Yeah. I was at NYU workshop yeah. Yeah, there for a summer. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, would you ever see yourself recruited by NYU or foresee yourself <laughs> emailing them in an invoice yeah. so, they, yeah. so they can pay you? I would say, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Not, not even possible. Yeah. The amazing Hair Not So and it's Director John. John this is a humble experience. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing. As, as we take a look at this, I, I'm going to tell you how, how we got started was, um, I'm going to tell you my backstory a little bit of this because I'm responsible for this. I left Heron to go to seminary. Later on, I went. I came back to work here, got a call into ministry, left the economics and finance insurance business, and went into ministry. And, and right when I did that, I was still running that insurance agency and pastoring the Energy Methodist and Colt Methodist churches. Met my wife, we were pastoring together, but I was also an insurance and investment guy. So I had two years before I had to make a decision. I talked to men, I said, I'm a local pastor, but I'll go to seminary. And I was in the ministerial alliance here. Right. I attended. I was busy. I was a business guy and a pastor of a, of a know nothing church. Father Ken was on, the, on was still a part of it then. Uh, there was a couple others. The Christian church pastor at the time was still there. A couple were there. Steve McEwen was associate, not the head pastor at that time. Mm -hmm. But I went to the meetings. I kept my mouth shut. But every meeting they would whine about people working each church for food, working each church for resources, working each church for a pair of tennis shoes. We had professionals that would just go from church to church to church. We'd find out we all gave them money and we would all be mad. And actually hearts were getting hard toward people that were grifting on the need of the church. That was my last meeting. Took off the seminary, came back here 20 years later, 2010. Walked in as the pastor of Community Faith Church, now an independent church, no longer Methodist. This church never was, but I was no longer Methodist. I went to the same Minister Alliance meeting. Ken invited me. Steve's now a pastor, he's a colleague of mine at the time. And I sat down and they began to talk about the people hitting each church up, begging for money, begging for this. And I looked at Steve about 10 minutes into it and McEwen looked at me and said, yes, we're talking about the exact thing when you left. <laughs> And since I had been gone, I had we, we, I'm a church planner. We'd planted churches in, uh, we'd gone to uh, Highland, then we'd gone to Waterloo. And in each of those places, we started the Highland Area Christian Service Ministry. We were part of that incredible ministry. And in, 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 in Waterloo, we started another thing. You know, every place we went in Pawnee, we had the Pawnee Christian Service Ministry. And I got in here and these guys are whining about this. And I said, dude, I, I've been three places and we've seen I mean, we've conquered this thing. How can you still be talking about this? And they said, we are. And I said, I said, I said, I, I just shared the story of it. And they said, if you, are you serious? I said, so I said, next Wednesday, be here. We've got a van. I put them in the van, drove them all the way to Highland, gave them a full tour, showed them everything. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it's a successful organization like this. It's a different footprint, different model, mm -hmm. but just amazing what had happened. And I've been gone there for a while. 
And on the way back, they just said, hey, what's it gonna take? And I said, uh, just everybody worked together. And, mm -hmm. and we did the first family fun day. We raised some money to get something to work with. And I became the family fun day czar. And everybody agreed to just do whatever I said because I was really good at raising money. Hands of Hope started with us raising money a certain way through Telethon, through the big concert event. We did it, and we raised a ton of money. And then I was working in those things with Ed Hoke, myself, and Scott. Scott, yeah. Scott from that. And we had other pastors that were involved, and were very good involved, but the three of us were the three amigos. Yeah. And we formed the corporation and all this, and, and people just let us go. And next thing you know, we're interviewing you. Right. Because we're past the year, we're ready to start, and we're in our second family fun day, which is gonna be the launch Sunday. And so last year was our 11th, this will be our 12th this year. 12th, 12th this year, yeah. yeah. And and it's from me Crazy. seeing nothing happen. And then as McEwen said, uh, you know, he says, he, he told me a few years ago, he says, you just have a way of putting things on your back and, and forcing people over the line. I was a defensive tackle, I, I see the ball back there, I'm gonna go get it. And we have really worked together incredibly as a minister alliance to see this thing happen. Very active Minnesota Alliance. Yeah, very active. We we got a lot of, a lot of faces have changed. I'm one of the. I'm now the old guy. Yeah. I I Mike's retired. Mike. Mike's retired though. Mike was gone when I was here. Came back and, and Tom. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Is nobody precedes me. I mean, Mike's been here a while, but I'm now the senior pastor here. I yeah. think because McEwen retired and Ken passed Talk. away. Ken Talk. passed away. Yeah. Todd Hawk. Todd Hawk, Todd, uh, no, really? Todd, you I, Todd replaced energy. me at Energy Methodist Church. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Todd right. followed me, yeah. but Todd's close. I mean, yes, Todd, Todd, close. so Todd was who came behind me. Actually, there was a guy one year between us uh, who fell right. off a roof and got a, and, and and then died later as a result of it. Oh, yeah. He was up on the roof and fell. Uh, he didn't die from the fall then, but later on he succumbed to that. He was a good man, a retired pastor, and then Todd Hawk come in. So um, I'm just trying to think of it. Terry. When Terry retired recently, Terry was a part then uh, from uh, West Monroe. Terry Griffin. Terry, yeah. Terry Griffin yeah. would be another one that knows me from those days. But but just amazing uh, what God's doing. Somebody's at a door. Would you get that, Lucas? Uh, tell them that we're having a good time here. Unless uh, it's the pizza guy. Is it the pizza guy? I don't know. Is it a pizza? No, it's not a pizza. Uh, so, so I've just seen amazing things happen, and the team's working together. We've got a lot of new pastors now. That were, that, but, but Family Fun Day will be our way of getting them on and see them. We've got two or three new ones that will really get involved. Um, the, the soup, tell us these things real quick. Soup kitchen, not your, not your soup kitchen. Not your soup. typical soup, soup kitchen. No, you, you, uh, you walk in, and you, there's a menu, and you get to choose where you want to eat, and we serve you. Thrift store, uh, incredible. Bike program, uh, incredible. Uh, catering, GED program with Johnny Logan, AmeriCorps program, commodities. Those. Hey, Danny, how's it going, brother? We're in the middle of a show. You're good. You're good. No, you're good, brother. Good. It's one of my best friends in the house. Danny, grab a seat. Are you, do you got a few minutes to hang around? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, just hang, hang and chill because we're... we're we never cut, so. We thought you were the pizza but, guy. But Dan, Dan, oh. <laughs> we thought you were the pizza guy. We didn't really order pizza. We didn't order pizza. Da Danny's a miracle. Walked in the room. He's just a yeah. miracle brother of mine. We got to do a whole show on you sometime. We'll do that. Uh, but but all these great programs are happening. Been happening over ten years. But how we started was it had been continued to talk about. But finally, a group of pastors says, a group of pastors said. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And we did the first family fun day. For those that don't know about, it, we do these big things called family fun day. That kind of kicked it off. And John, look at this sign here. I thought this was cool. Family fun day 2022. That is. Now we'll do one. That's 11th year. We had no sponsors for those first five or six years, dude. No, we didn't. 
Now, yeah, last said, another thing we said, let's do it. Let's get sponsors. We didn't even do that to your success. Somebody said well, we ought to get some, and I'd say we'll do it for two years. Okay. They talked about it. That pastor's no longer here. For two years, they said we ought to get sponsors. I said we'll do it. Yeah. I was doing. We were doing everything else. Everything else. They never did it. Finally, one year, John and I said, well, we're going to do it, and we're in charge already. And now we've got, I mean, look at all the sponsors. The higher they are, the more they give. we got people giving five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 gifts, um, and a lot of 1000 and 500 and then down the bottom, you see like 250 gifts. That adds up fast. You just, there's just, there's $30,000, dollars $40,000 of gifts right there. Yeah. we got people that do matching gifts. To, if you sponsor day, we do sponsor day out there. We we have the day we make all kinds of money uh, selling stuff on the grounds. It, Family Fun Day is an awesome experience. And this is last year's. Uh, wow, is it what, this year? Is it September 11th again? Or no, last year was. I think this year will be the tenth. It'll be the tenth. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, last year was September 11th. We'll have a new one out real soon. But this year, it's always the first Sunday after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Check that out. Come if you're anywhere near. Be a part of all those things like family friendly, fun kid zone, live music, silent auction, cakewalk, auto show. Now we do out there. Great food trucks, local restaurants. This is where your 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 nephew came, and he came to this experience and yeah. and couldn't believe it was a fun day. Uh, the, the cameras are there, and it wasn't a shooting. Go back and watch the first two episodes. You'll hear all about that. And last year, and over the last years, we've raised, I mean, 20, COVID, 72,000. Telethon only, 76,000. 2021, I don't know what happened last year. 60,000, 650. Um, we did good, though. But we used to raise, in the early days, 30, 28. We're now doubling that because we've got, look at this, all those sponsors. Mm -hmm. And these are because people believe in what, John, you've been doing, the team has been doing for 10 years. I, I want to show people something real quick here. We want to get these in. Um, they are so good. One of the coolest things we do is we touch people's lives. I want you to hear from Hal for one minute and 44 seconds. Lucas is going to turn this up and we're going to shut up for just a minute while you watch this. Come to meet people, to talk to people that I've already met here before, and it's just a ritual of mine. I, I, you know, I'm semi-retired, and I come here at once every day, you know, and I don't know what I'd do without this place. Very good food, and it, uh, the setting is beautiful, like a white restaurant, you know, and then the, the waitress and waiters coming up to the table and taking your order and stuff, you know, it's... It's just, uh, and everybody's so pleasant. I think that they they all know why they're here, and they volunteer, and, and they're not doing it because they have to, or they're doing it because that's what they want to do. They want to give away to people. Unconditionally, what I try to tell all these people every day is thank you, you know. We wouldn't make it without it. And I consider this, you know, part of me, too. You know, I've been coming here since the beginning, and... And during the pandemic and stuff too, you know, and uh, I delivered meals during the pandemic and I just don't know, you know, what some of these people would have done if I wouldn't have brought them meals and, and myself too. It's been here for years and it's it's made a lot of difference in the community, you know, and spilling a drink on the table, across the table and then on the floor, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, you feel like a fool, but the people come up and say it's okay, you know, and, and you know, and, and nobody complains if you spill or something, you know. And I'm, I'm handicapped, too, and I spill things, you know, and so I need people to be okay with it, you know, so these guys are, you know. 
HeronHouseHope.org. Find out more about that. You see Hal right there. We're just talking to Danny while he's in here. He's one, one of our guests in the room. He's one of my friends here. And he was just talking about how much he loves serving there. It's kind of when you serve it, they kind of hit. They kind of hit you and they eat and then they kind of trickle in. You can tell the people that are really hungry, they're ready to eat because they may have not got dinner last night and, or breakfast even. So they're boom. Then you get the others that kind of come in and work through the day. That That's how. Tell me. Tell me a story. You know anything about Hal? Y'all know I've known Hal since uh, since the twelve years I've been down here, and uh, I actually met him. He's going a Texas to, Aggie. What's the Aggie? Or the Longhorn fan yeah, there? I, I, yeah, uh, um, him and I met at a twelve step meeting actually, and uh, he's been uh, he's been one of the, actually a mentor, not just a mentor but also a sponsor as well. You help a lot of people. I've I've, I've referred people to you, or when we've had people with substance abuse problems, you've been good about getting them into a program or helping them get them yeah. in the right place and stuff like yeah. that. So I mean, that's obviously you're dealing with people like that. So if you you're somebody looking for an answer or direction, uh, John, come see John Tales Hope. Help, let him help, let him find you accountability group or get you into a program. Uh, that's another great way. How's a great story he is. Uh, about that? Um, you got anything else to say about that? No, he's just an awesome guy, man. He is. Let, I'm going to show you one more because we want you to see. Lincoln's my favorite. Lincoln. Yeah. I mean, Link, I like Hal. Nothing wrong with Hal. But check out Lincoln here for he's legit. for a minute here. Here you go. A lot of times I just get up and uh, it's been a struggle, you know what I'm saying? So uh, to come here and be able to enjoy uh, food and stuff with good people uh, is, is a blessing to me. And uh, I feel like it's a blessing to a lot of other people. And it just means a lot. And I feel warm and it's comfortable to be here. And, and everybody's not, it's not judgmental and people just here. And it seemed like for the right reasons. The food is great. The cooks is great. I mean, I, evidently, because I mean, I, I come here, I, I haven't had a problem with anything with the food here. Very flavorful. Um, just. It's good. The living chicken here is, is really pretty good here. Um, but you know, it's just, like, again, it's all very good, but there's something, I'm a chicken fan, so I love chicken. I'm a big fan. <laughs> so you don't get good, solid meals like this every day. I mean, I don't, especially, but a lot of people out there who can't afford it don't. And I'm just wanna, I just want to say this, though. I'm just happy to see, you know, organizations like you guys come here and uh, actually have the time and just take time out and have people out there generous enough to donate. You know, and uh, the time and all this to help people like this. The service is great. Like I said, again, the people are great. I just love it. It's a great atmosphere and it's a, it's a good place to be. And uh, I recommend for anybody who uh, whoever falls short or anything else like that just to come down here and really uh, help and see what's really going on down there. Cause it's a great thing. People uh, really, really do need you, uh, guys like that. And, and I just more and more people just follow along and just and pick up and see what you guys are doing in the organizations and what you guys come together. Coming together is key. When you got people coming together and one and come together, we can move mountains. And you guys are doing a great job, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. And John's a great person. And, you know, he's very he comes to people and he's and every person he takes his time out just to tell just to see how their day going. And, and that means a lot whenever somebody anybody can take their time out just to say hi because just that one simple gesture will just like just saying hello to somebody could change their whole day. You know what I'm saying? And it means a lot. I've never really understood the one the one hello, and then I realized one Gideon made a difference in your life. Yeah, Jesus made a difference in our lives. He planted that seed, man, and then I make it my job to plant seeds. You got to go listen to part two and listen yeah. to John's story. Lincoln says uh, Lincoln was really wiser. I love Lincoln. When we interviewed him that day, he just he just kept talking, and the more he kept talking and talking, he, he I thought when we started interviewing him that day that that he was going to say a few words and quit. Right, and it's like he just—it just like the oil yeah. started flowing, and he went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's typical, you know. Yeah. When, when you give individual your your time, and just give them give them that moment to Lincoln, hear them out, you know. Lincoln yeah. said, uh, "When people fall in short, 
And yeah. you know, most people, I don't care what job you're in or how high up the ladder you are, a lot of people today are 30 days, 60 days, probably 90 days. I mean, but a lot of people are week to week. Yeah. You lose a job, you lose your ability to work, uh, you have something, your, your company closed up, you're 30 days from being needing a meal, yeah. needing yeah. clothes, needing a place to live, needing needing to, to retrain yourself. And, and some people choose crime, they get in trouble, then it makes it even harder. You, you see all that at the Heron House Hope. And I love how he says fallen short. We've all, the Bible says all have fallen short, Romans says all have fallen short of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And uh, I love that. He said, here's what's crazy about that picture. And the other one we watch, real food. I mean, real cooks back here. I mean, a pot cooking stuff, yeah. not a package being opened. Right. I mean, even when we get stuff from the food bank that's been, like packaged, I mean, we just figure out how to break it down and turn it into something real. You know, real pots, real food, dessert. <laughs> and that little, the little old lady making the desserts. Dolores, yes. Dolores, is she not a treasure? She, yes, she is. She is one of the few. Dolores, Jamie, and Jerry Beth, others have been there since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Since the very beginning, these people, I'm going to see if yeah. I can find the picture. Dolores, I don't man. think she, I have a picture she, of Dolores, uh, but she's just an angel, man. She, yeah. From the very uh, early, oh, this is. There she is. There she is, Dolores, Dolores, far left. And she's in the kitchen. She's a dessert queen. She actually now has her granddaughter uh, involved. She's one of the AmeriCorps members. Oh, really? Yeah. So is she in this picture or not uh, in this picture? No, the other picture you had with her holding something there in it the is. thrift store. And, oh, in the thrift store. Let me see if I can get that up so we can get her. Is she in this one? Yeah, that, that's her on the left. Oh, that's her granddaughter. So yeah. that's a legacy happening right there. Yeah. Lives change. Heron House Hope, go check that out. I, I, I'm not done. I know a lot of people think of the Heron House Hope as as the people being served. We, when I think, you, most people think of soup kitchen, you think of these two people, uh, but you forget though the person serving. This is Cindy from our church. Look at the smile on her face. When you, you, think of, you think of these people being ministered to, but you forget about these young men that are being shaped as they serve. You, you forget about people like this, that this is their meal for the day maybe, or till the next day, and their lives are being changed. But what you don't always think about is behind the scenes. The people, whether they, even pre-Maricor days, uh, uh, people that you're working with that have never, they've been out of work or they've been distrusted, they've had their life broken and now they're they're volunteering in the back, they've been faithful for a while, you've seen them come when they say, and they're volunteers, they're not necessarily being paid, or now AmeriCorps, they are being paid, and, and then somebody calls you and goes, hey, you've got employers that call you all the time now, what? Say, so you got somebody I can hire. Yeah. And we've got people that, we've, that have learned through volunteer to be faithful. They can get a recommendation. I want you to hear from the other side, not the table side, but from the back side. I want you to hear from a couple of our volunteers that just really change you. Check this out. I came just a, maybe a month or so after you all opened it. And the reason I came is uh, the churches had been coming and working here and so I knew about it, but I had not been here. So one morning, my husband and I were sitting on the couch and we were doing our Bible devotion. And so after we got our devotionals done, he said, what's up for today? What do you want to do? And I said, well, I think I'm going to the House of Hope. He said, what? I said, that's what the Lord just told me, that I needed to go to the House of Hope. He said, okay. So he came with me a couple of times and it just really, he, he had other things that he would rather do. I, on the other hand, food service is all I've ever known. So it was easy for me to step in and be able to help. How do I want to explain this? I'm not necessarily here for our clientele, 
I am here to help the other volunteers because that's what I love to do. We've seen people, you know, get married. They've met their, their husbands and wives here. You know, we've seen them do that. We've seen them, uh, there's been a, a few times that they have accepted the Lord, you know, uh, seen people that have been down and out and the gratitude that we get from them for helping them. I, I just can't hardly explain that. It just makes my heart swell. But the reason that I have stayed all of these years is because the feeling you get helping somebody else, and there's, there's, we have all kinds of people. I don't know if you remember, but we had a server that was in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? She served tables. Don't think that you have any kind of disability that you could not help volunteer in one way or the other because there is no, no disabilities. It is a joy. You see these little kids here, and you know we have a big fam. One of our big families. We know that if it wasn't for us, they may not eat. No, I will say something about John, and and that's because I love John, and John knows that he's one of the reasons that I keep coming back. John has grown, guys. He was leaps and bounds from the first day that I met him until to now. I love him, and uh, he's one of the reasons I stay. Tell us something about that. That's Brenda. Brenda's That's a Brenda. staple. She is. She is. She's an OG. Uh, <laughs> oh, she talked about Doris. I was just oh, talking man. about. I was just thinking about Doris. We, we lost. Speaking of Doris, you know, you got Doris. You and have Perry. Perry. Uh, I, I will never forget when we took him on a cruise. We were blessed oh, financially. Oh gosh, that was and, so and great. I just to, to this day, I will always praise God for that. Yeah, that uh, you got were able to do that. that and, was, and, and Perry went on the cruise with us, and then not too long after that, he. He passed, he passed yeah. away. Then you have Rex, and then you have Pastor G, you have Brother Brent. Oh, we yeah. lost so many individuals, but yeah. yeah. But they keep on serving, and they generate more But they were such a blessing, too, they, when they, they were, were alive. They were, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think what's amazing about the Hearing House Hope, in, in, in our, we're in our 10th year, we're, well, we've done 10 years, we're in our 11th year, um, over, well over 300,000 meals now. You serve on average of 35, 36,000 meals a year. Correct. Are you on similar trend this year? Yes. Yeah, on target. Yeah. GED program. You got people attending that again. COVID's over. People are back to normal. Yeah. That's happening again. Thrift store, staying busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if you've got stuff that's gently used, uh, you know, don't throw it out. Come convert it to life. Bring it here. Donate it. Yeah. And um, they'll. it could be given to somebody in an emergency. Correct. And it could be sold very inexpensively for somebody that can't afford it elsewhere. Yeah. And especially if you got coats and good pair of jeans, your kids have outgrown. Uh, you know, you can give it a lot of places, but you can go to the Salvation Army and give it. That's fine too. But if you give it here, I promise you, we'll put it in a plate next day, and somebody can eat it. You know, you know, you, can, you There's so many ways it can be used, and um, we want to tell people you can be a part of the Heron House Hope. You can you can come volunteer. Just get online, uh, get information. We're at 112 North 14th Street. 11 to 1 each day is the time to come eat, but 10 to 1 are volunteer times. Uh, you can come volunteer. Come talk to John, some of the workers there, about how you can serve. If you've got a cook's background, chef's background, yeah. and you just want to come cook a meal once, twice a month, come talk to him. If you're a licensed food handler, we could use you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can come. I mean, sometimes, you know, our barbecue, I failed you when on the week of my stepdad's death. I promised oh, I'd come. Yeah. So yeah. forgive me for that, but I do owe you one still. But but I mean, we'll go in there, our barbecue team, and cook a meal. And you have other businesses in town that will provide. Tell me some of the businesses in town that bless you. 
Oh yeah, uh, Sergio's is one of them. Uh, anytime, Sergio's yeah. been with us since the start. Since the beginning, he has served food at every event we've been at for Family Fun Day. Raise money, gives you stuff all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. won't take a dime for us. Just gives. I, if you got to go to a Mexican restaurant in our region, Sergio's, you need to go go, go spend money with him. Yeah, he's a good man. Who else? Who else? Is people? We got Q Gardens. Yeah, it's always Garden? supportive. Yeah. They've always been supportive yeah. of you. In uh, fact, he lets the cooks go eat there for free. Really? really? Yeah. So people are giving back to those that serve. That's yeah. a beautiful thing, and so much more. John, Joe's John, Pizza. Joe's another Pizza. One. Yeah. Another one. Different people have given you stuff. Local restaurants sometimes bring in food. Correct. They have local stores such as Kroger. Kroger. Mm -hmm. um, they bring in a lot of their uh, uh, bread products or dairy products. And you know, people can't bring stuff from home. You have to be a licensed place to do that. So we can't just you can't just come and bring us chicken pot pie from your house. Right. There's rules on that. But yeah. but Did another the cupcake lady brought cupcakes sometimes. Yeah. Right. Uh, thank you, uh, Granny's cupcakes. Yeah. 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 They yeah. But if you're a licensed food yeah. kitchen, you yeah. can transfer food from one handler to another handler. We get a lot of that. And then the St. Louis Food Bank, yeah. uh, you do distribution. When do you do, let me show people the, that the picture. The Barbecue Heroes. Barbecue Heroes. heroes. Yeah. A lot yes. of food over yes. the years. We have provided tons uh, of food. Panera, uh, was it Panera? Panera? Uh, yeah, Panera nowadays? They have a whole program that does that, yeah. and, and you're able to take advantage of it. What, tell us about one more time about this feeding thing that happens. So, well, yeah, uh, one of the highlights of uh, of the month, every month, is our mobile market truck, and we get to look forward to that, and we get to serve you. You don't even have to get out the vehicle. You just come in, get in line with your vehicle, and we all, we're all we going to ask you one question. How many families are you picking up for? Yeah. And we're going to load you up. That's fantastic. It's just amazing what you are doing there and i'm just overwhelmed of it uh we do a thing every year called family fun day and i'm going to tease that real quick real quick here mm -hmm. family fun day is an event we do uh it's been held years at the heron park and the last few years and this year it's going to be held at the community faith church that we're hosting right here on the dock we have a large spacious ground 22 acre 20 acres or so and we can do it both indoor and outdoor whether it be rain or not uh, we have car show out on the grounds we have uh, children's zone out in the grounds we have i, I hear bicycle resurrection is going to still be involved this still year involved. still happening god bless pastor g and his life he gave his life for the kingdom and uh, it, it will continue on uh, we have music all day it goes from uh, 12 to 6, six yeah. and we have uh, sponsors and come on out there's just so many auto ways show. auto show so many ways in which you can get involved silent auction different things like that that happens this year i want to show you the old chart but again we remind you this year this year it's on september the 10th that graphic will be going out real soon we don't want to date the show too much but come on out be a part of that but you could actually donate right now up in that left corner 618-249-3532 that you would take your donation anytime and there it is right there don't call that number that's our church number uh we won't answer it right now it's after hours but if you called us honestly we'll tell you how to give there as well but you can go to heronhousehope.org and be a part of the heron house hope let me show you Fun day, people don't understand. Fun day is how we started this. When, when I was with the pastors and I was coming back and they were still talking about the same thing, I said, they said, well, we can never get money for such a thing like this. I said, my foundation called uh, Hands of Hope started for a hurricane relief for Katrina, not Katrina Rita, it was before that. It was way back. What's the one before that? Was that Katrina Rita? Yeah, it was Katrina. Yeah, and, and, and I was a Methodist then and we were up north and, 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 I just came up with the idea of Hands of Hope being a day that we could change people's lives. Now it's a foundation it's doing work over all around the world. But uh, right. Hands of Hope decided to have, I said, well, let's get all the churches together. We'll put our bands on the stage. We'll have stuff to sell and food to sell. And we'll do it from this time to this time. And we got, you know, 
20, 30 churches involved, and we raised a hundred and something thousand dollars. And and we didn't work that hard. It was hard work to get everybody together, but but the people came and had a great day. Great day. And we raised a lot of money and we changed lives. And, and then two years later, uh, we were in partnered with Liberia, the conference was, and my DS came to me and said, I need you to raise some money. I said, huh, Hands of Hope's gonna have another day. And we had the whole conference, not 20 churches, the, the whole district came. Wow. And that day we raised 186,000. And I went and planted churches all over Liberia, Africa that are our partner churches today. And there's over 15 churches. They've spun off 40 other churches. And God has done an amazing thing through those two big events. So when I got here and the guys all said, we don't know how to raise any money. I said, well, I can do that. You just got to do what I ask. And, and, And Steve said, it's the first time anybody's offered a solution since you left. We didn't have one. So he says, I moved Troy B., the dictator and absolute monarch of the First Family Fund Day. And everybody seconded it, and everybody got a job. And at the end of that day, we raised, I don't know, we raised a, the first one was not just, the, it, it was big, but we had pledges for, part of the pledge of the churches was not just to give money, a dollar head per month. Their, their pledge was to give money through the year and then to help us do the building. And we bought the, what was the Illinois Cafe? Yeah. And, um, over that year, we finished it, and a year later, we launched another family fund day to get the money to start. We the first year money renovated, the second year money, well, we began feeding people yeah. the first meal. How many meals have we done now? Over three hundred thousand. Over three hundred thousand. I mean, we it's been a roller coaster. We've taken off since the beginning. Yeah, and this yeah. has been one one ministry to another. Yeah, you know, it's a, just a service to the community. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Everybody here can go to hereinhousehelp.org. And you can be a part, you can come volunteer, you can come eat if you need it, mm-hmm. go to the thrift store. If you have an emergency, you can come. But if you want to be a part, you can volunteer. You can also just sponsor a day. I don't care where you're in the country. You can, $21 a month, $250 a year. If you sponsor, we'll, we'll, you can, my wife's June 15th birthday, she has been a sponsor from day one. I, she was one of the first ones signed up. So I've been paying $250 for, for over 10 years now, 11 years. And June 15th will be the Beth, Mother Beth Day. Yeah. And that day, that 250 will will be recognized as a day in which she has helped provide food uh, along with the commodities of that day to make great meals for people. And hopefully you'll feed 130, 140, 150 people to that day. And um, we want other people out there to know that they can be a part of that day. Yeah. And they can come, whether it's helping, whether it's cooking, whether it's serving. It can be your kids or your family. There's a lot of ways that you can be a part. And if you need help, just come come get a meal, right? Been doing this for a long time. We're getting pretty good at it. John, you're doing amazing amazing work at the Heron House of Hope. So back again, what I said in this series, uh, the amazing Heron House of Hope, no better way to end season two than to do what we've done and celebrate what we've celebrated. Mm-hmm. Whether it be people serve, that we're serving, uh, like Hal and Lincoln and many more, yeah. or um, people behind the scenes like Brenda and others. Yeah. I'm just, were you gonna, yeah. Were Go. you going to show the teaser on that? Oh, yes, Which thank one? you. I've my, 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 got one more teaser. Oh, yeah? So, so September 10th, Family Fun Day, 12 to 6. If you don't, you, you think this is boring. It is not boring. Oh, yeah. It's a heck of a day. So last year, you know, the guy's done all these videos is, is Lucas. He's in the studio mm-hmm. and Daniel Lopez. Daniel took all the highlights from the day and came back with this amazing, amazing, quick. I mean, it's only going to take us a minute. Watch this. This is Family Fun Day. See you September 10th. Check it out. 12 to 6 on the grounds of Community Faith Church. We'll give you the address in a minute. Watch this.
That's Family Fun Day. Come check it out. That was last year's memories. Come be a part of making that memory this year. John, just incredible what is going on there now. So any last words? No, no, it's, it's been uh, rewarding, man, just to see people's lives being impacted uh, through this organization and through the Minnesota Alliance and our, the generosity of our community support. So I just want to give a big shout out to our community and say thank you. And uh, I just wow. want to say thank our team who's been very dedicated. And Your volunteers, man, sponsors, yes, everybody behind the scenes. Everyone. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to impact people's lives. Lucas, you've been a part of a lot of Family Fun Days over the years. Yeah. Uh, and you've been a producer for well those. Uh, yeah. Just get, What's your experience of it and what you've seen there over the years? Um, it's just incredible how giving people are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's something that you really, you see a lot of selfishness in the world, right? Right. Like on, so, on social media or on um, the news or something, right? Like people are doing something for themselves and it's just really cool to to be a part of that day where it's like it has nothing to do with you right like yeah. you're just going to give and you're, you're just gonna have a fun time and se- celebrating what you can do for other people yeah, yeah that's so great it's just uh why well, you know just to highlight that man the whole family funding what i love about that and, I, and admire it just screams unity Mm-hmm. It does. Just it pulls us together. Yeah. I no, Nobody, when I was in the room and I said, you know, we'll do this, McEwen knew me. The reason McEwen made the motion and pushed us forward is because back when we were young youth pastors, I was a youth pastor here first initially, we did a thing called Explo Fest. And Explo Fest was a one-day music festival. Hey, we did, we started off a music festival, Danny. Danny and I are going to Kokomo, Indiana, too. What's it called? Kingdom Come? Kingdom Come Fest. Keep and Come Fest is all day heavy metal Christian festival. We did a thing called Explo Fest here in 89, 90, I think it's 80, 89, 90, 91. We, we, and, and, and in that festival, we just brought music to Southern Illinois for young right. people. We were youth pastors trying to change something. And Steve was, a, and I were, we, we were the ones, and, and another guy instigated all that then. It was the three amigos then. And now here we are again. I'm saying, hey, we can do this. These guys are like, no, nah, we can't do this. And McEwen says, uh, he can do it, <laughs> you know? And so we went forward and, and God has done amazing things. And all just with faith, all with faith. You all just step faith. out and you know, God meets you. God meets you and exceeds what yes. you can expect. And John, I will be honest with you. I thought we would feed a few people every day and we'd help a few people. I had no clue that we would do GEDs. I had no idea we'd have a thrift store. We just wanted to, we just wanted to quit cycling people around that were abusing the system and, and have somebody like you on the front line that could help real people with real opportunities. And the one thing about John is we don't judge anybody you can come, but we know who really wants help and who's gaming. We know who really has a heart to get turned around and who's just scamming. Yeah. And, and there's nobody, better that grew up on the south side of chicago right. from the gang life and is now changed and turned to hope that can and, tell the difference and the rewarding of the uh, 12 years that i'll be out of incarceration there are so many other individuals man there are so many others that are doing really well there are fathers their husbands they're they're in church and and we can name lots of people so i've got many. people other there people so working other working for me that have come out of the programs right. and stuff and and i i trust that that work there if you ever need people talk to john he'll give you he we won't recommend somebody that's not been faithful but yeah. we've got a lot i mean it's just amazing yeah. what what god has done and all that i just yeah. i just really emphasize when i go into the uh incarcerations uh, the correction centers i just emphasize you know if i if someone like me can change I know you can. Yeah. Well, that's hope right there. That's that, that's what changes lives. Somebody being able to grab a hold of that 
and, and kind of push it forward. So we're, we're going to see a lot of good things happen in the future. We're just really getting started, got oh, new yeah. strides, got new sources of income and people believing in us and, and new opportunities. And, and it's going to be fun to see what happens in the, in the years to come and uh, all that. So it's a great story. Please, please, people, check it out. Go back and listen to part one and two. Share this with other people. Put a challenge. Get out there. Sponsor day. You're looking for a gift to give somebody? Sponsor day in their name. You know, just do it. I mean, it's, it's what, what a blessing. It'll be more like you shared earlier in one of the episodes about the kid saying for his dad for his birthday, I just want to I want to yeah. be part of that day and going out and buying groceries and changing lives you can we need to we need to change our identity right now our culture is in trouble and the hearing house of hope is a bright place sometimes in a very dark moment we're all just uh a few minutes from falling short and the house hope's a place that can change that uh mother beth your comments on on, on what you've seen you've been a part of this whole ride yeah. from I know. the day i came I, home and told you oh my gosh no oh, oh, i we remember i remember you guys and, yeah. cooking on the grill oh, the first yeah. six weeks that. That oh, all those late nights well what's been that i have a restaurant background we cook background so for the first i think it's three months yeah yeah three four months we yeah. cooked every meal for every three meal. months yeah. monday through friday teaching yeah. me, and, yeah. and we, and we, yeah. we cooked we trained john cooked alongside mm -hmm. others cooked along we kendra had people that, was there making soup kendra and came in those days and with friend and and they ate the first meal and then they asked it they were out front and somebody said somebody's got a question i came out and said we love the meal how can we come help and they you know like day two like they're in the kitchen with us yeah so it's amazing how many people have come to get help that now are helping others yeah. and that's what the house hopes really really all about is turning things around one time john will tell you it's something you've never heard before i had you know over the years every now and then you get somebody that doesn't like how you're doing this or doing that or or they just think you're just too docile and just you no. know john 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 has got this curly thing on his head he's like charlie brown he's the nicest kid in the in the world john is a fine fa father a good husband a good man of god and and i trust him in my life and uh, so it was just one day just telling me he's just too nice and and he gets pushed around and and i said you really don't know who you're talking about i said do you know where he's from no i don't know where he's from i say he's from the south side of chicago he grew up in the gangs he he and he grew up around people who clip people for talking like you're doing about him he grew up around violence and nothing like this and the smile on you and his face is a reflection of the jesus he's met yeah. thank god he's met jesus because yeah. if he met you in his older life you would not be smiling and talking about him right now to see they did not know who you were and what you become is that possible and that tactile and when i got done telling them they said man i shouldn't have said what i said to him i said you're just fortunate and he found a man named jesus yeah and it changed his life and then we find out there's a gideon that introduced you to him yeah. so when you look in that next hotel room and look at that bible in that drawer or wherever don't ignore those things. God may be speaking to somebody out there right now. If you're out there and you're needing a second chance or you need a hope like that and you're just looking for a chance, reach out to us through our social media sites. Talk to us. Go to the Hair and House yeah. Hope. John will talk to you. Yeah. Uh, you're not ever beyond hope. It may feel like that. But the day that you stepped away from the, the, the bubble and stepped toward that Gideon and let them pray for you, you risked your life. Yeah. Jesus risked his life for us. And the Bible says there's no greater love I think it's John 15, three, is that right? There's no greater love than to lay one's life down for a friend. You laid your life down that day and you said, I don't care. You were just trying to get saved. Yeah. And, and, and like I said earlier, the miracle multiplication has occurred. You're still making disciples and making friends. And, and I tell you what, I'm sitting in this room. Uh, well, I've known Lucas since he's a little boy. I mean, he grew up in our house. He's not a friend. He's like, a, he's got great parents, but he's like a, an extra son to me. Um, 
I got a wife here that I've been married to for 35 years. I got my newest close friend, Danny, in the room. Danny's a whole nother story that we'll come talk about sometime. I'm going to Kokomo, Indiana to watch it rock and roll. I'm going to watch music. I don't even know if I can handle, but he's going to help me with it. So we're going to have a good time. We're best, more excited. She's so You're excited. Fine. I'm going to be fine. We're going to have fun. It's going to be great. And John's been a 10 year friend of mine, 11 year, 12 year. And both of us from Chicago, he's a stinking bears fan. I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm surrounded in this room by great people that love the Lord and Lucas who serves the Lord. And I, I just can't think of any better way to end season two. Yeah, I think it's just incredible, John. It's just a privilege to be your pastor. Mom, move down here. Mom, mom, <laughs> please. Yes. Okay, your mom was here at church two weeks ago. Did I not corner your mom up and tell her to move? Yes. Told her I got a room for. Her. Yes. She's. She, what's your mom do for a living? She does um, home health care. Home health care. Yeah. We need home health care. We'll get her. We've got plenty of people to help her out, plenty. don't we? Yeah. She mom needs to come. Bring the family. Let's get out of the south side got, of Chicago. I got clients for her house of hope right now. <laughs> she, needs, yeah. she needs to leave the south side of Chicago and come to the south side of Illinois, southern Illinois, and be a part of what's happening here. I'd love to be. I mean, we'd love to have her here. So we'll get her here soon. We're going to get it done. If not, we're going to go out and have to kidnap her soon. So Take a trailer and yeah. move her down. Yeah, nobody even care in Chicago. We haul her out of there. You know, we just have to watch out. Well, we love you, everybody. Check out the rest of the show. John, so good to have you here. And we'll get you back again soon, talk more about this thing. But uh, it is an incredible, incredible adventure, what you've done. And I'm privileged to be around the group of people I'm in this room with right now. And so we're going to be back with you uh, very soon. We've got a lot more happening. I'm, I'm trying to find where in the world I am in the show. Go to onthedoc.org. Check us out. You'll find all of our archives there, links to everything. Email us at info at onthedoc.org. If you need information on Lucas's production company, if you need information on these videos, how to get those, you want to find out more about something uh, John did, uh, uh, Donna's good about getting that stuff and curating it. Go look at the description on the site where you're watching this. It might be there as well, especially on YouTube. We put a good description there on Rumble as well. And always email us. And look, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, you may be listening to this audio, but we're available on TV versions with YouTube and Rumble and SermonNet. You can see us on Roku, uh, Google Plays Audio, Facebook uh, Video. Check those out. But we'd love to hear your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. If you got pictures from Aaron House Hope or stories or testimonies, we'd love to hear it. If you just want to talk to John and get a meeting with him, reach out. We'll help you get connected. And whatever you do, when you see this episode, all, any of our episodes, hit subscribe, like, share, comment, hit notification, tell others about On The Dock. And we're looking forward to being with you more. We would love to have you as a partner or a sponsor of this show. Check those out at my Patreon. There's different levels. And we'd love to do a show on your ministry, your program, your church, your action. Just get with us and we'll help make that happen. And everybody in this room here uh, has all been a part of the life of Community Faith Church for a long time. And uh, we would like to invite you out if you don't have a church of your own. 10 o'clock on Sunday, Wednesday, 6.30. Go to coftv.com. You can check out videos on our service in church. And we're located in Southern Illinois, specifically Marion, Illinois right now. And uh, we'd love to have you check us out, view it on site. But get in a church, whether you're here or somewhere else, get connected to a Bible-believing, God-fearing church that's out serving the Lord. And you can always come to the Heron House Hope and serve. Uh, man, it's been a pleasure this season working with you. Lucas, thank you for all your uh, work of, of producing and getting the shows out. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Donna who helps us curate that and, and do that. John, again, thank you for being our guest today. Mother Beth for my co-host. Ben, other co-hosts we've had in the season this year. It's been a great season too, and we look forward to doing a lot more on the dock. I'm Pastor Troy. We're right here in the studio. We're going to wrap it up for season two. You'll see the best stuff coming at you and much more in season three. We love you. On the dock.org. Coming back at you real soon. Bye.